This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up and running program to meet an urgent need to get businesses online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer open until August the 22nd. It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Dr. Eli Rosenberg is the founder and medical director of Pulse Fit RX, a new fitness facility dedicated to people with heart disease and cardiovascular risk. A cardiologist with an entrepreneurial spirit, Rosenberg is putting exercise and diet at the center of heart care, providing a unique, highly personalized program for people to maintain their optimal health in a safe, accessible, and enjoyable way. Well, Dr. Eli, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks so much for having me. appreciate it. Great. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. So uh, I'm a cardiologist, like you said, but I also have an MBA, and uh, that's where my entrepreneurial spirit comes from. Uh, I'm from Winnipeg originally, and I've trained all over the country in uh, Toronto, in Edmonton, in London, Ontario, and that's where I did my MBA. And I came straight from London to Vancouver. Uh, to practice cardiology, and I've been doing that uh, here since 2013, and uh, started a new clinic recently. And with that new clinic, we started our new program called Pulse Fit RX. So my clinic, Pulse Cardiac Center, it's a unique medical clinic specializing in the prevention and treatment of heart disease. We're a team of cardiologists, ex- exercise physiologists, and dietitians who work together to give people the best care and results. But we've recently launched a new fitness, diet, and lifestyle program called PulseFitRx uh, to help people with heart disease and those at risk of heart disease reclaim their health and improve their quality of life. Our team develops highly personalized fitness, diet, and lifestyle prescriptions that are proven to improve quality of life to reduce blood pressure, cholesterol, and body fat. And there's also a significant reduction in rates of heart attack and death. Okay, good. Now, did you need financing to start your company, and how do you currently make money in your business now? Well, I started by self-funding, but uh, needed financing, uh, which I was able to get from the bank. Um, Money right now is mostly uh, from my cardiology practice and the cardiac diagnostics that we do, so ECGs, stress testing, holters, um, and uh, we also have uh, patients that are in the fitness program that uh, pay a monthly fee, and the program itself is partially funded by the Provincial Health Authority as well. Okay. Now, what is the long-term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Because the model includes uh, partial funding from the Provincial Health Authority, uh, I want to open multiple clinics in Vancouver first, uh, then move to Victoria and possibly Kelowna before I consider expanding beyond BC. But uh, that is a possibility, yeah. Okay. Well, we've learned a little bit about you and we've learned about your, your practice. So now we want to talk about what it's like for you doing business in Vancouver as an entrepreneur. 
What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Well, if the services you're offering are high-end and leading with excellence, then Vancouver's a good location because there's a large segment of the population with disposable income. But in terms of challenges, definitely the high cost of rent makes it difficult to start up. And uh, we see a lot in Vancouver um, of different businesses that start up and a few months later you go go by and see that they've closed down. And I think the high cost of, of rent is, is a big part of that. Yeah, I guess it's right across from even employees to commercial space. Uh, I guess you kind of witness that across the board, right? But, yeah. But it is a lifestyle city. And so I guess people who want to live here and be here, you can find some pretty good people as well. So that's the good thing too, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired with ideas or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? Well, when it's not raining, uh, I really love hiking with my family in Pacific Spirit Regional Park uh, near UBC uh, or in Lynn Canyon up on the North Shore. But when it's raining, we often take the kids swimming at Hillcrest or UBC, which they love, but I don't. But that's what you got to do. Um, in terms of recharging on my own, I don't really have a chance to do that. No. You know, so you're just constantly just uh, working pretty much all the time or you just do you, uh, go for walks. Do you go down to work close to where you're by? You're right by uh, Oak Street, right? And in Broadway area. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. You, no, no chance to go down to Falls Creek at all? Not really, not these days. No, there's there's a lot of working and a lot of family time, and that's pretty much all, all it is right now. Okay, okay. Well, we have a lot of international listeners, so this next question, I want you to speak to them. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do, and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Like I said, working full time and with a young family, I wasn't able to take advantage of uh, the vibrant entrepreneurial and networking community in Vancouver. But uh, I would definitely suggest that new entrepreneurs seek out the many networking events that exist here. Uh, I know that 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 community is uh, very helpful, and uh, and there's a lot going on. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to take advantage of it. Okay. Let's take a, talk a little bit about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Well, I'm not a morning person, uh, but I do get dragged out of bed at about 5.30 a.m. by my kids. Um, I have uh, two three-year-olds and a six-year-old, and we spend some playtime with them before getting them and ourselves ready for the day. Uh, before you know it, it's 8.15 a.m. and my six-year-old's running late for school and we're rushing to get him to school on time, which gets me to work just before my f first patient at 9 a.m. So I'm not someone that, uh, that has a ritual to get me ready for the day. I just uh, go at it head on. Okay. So you just kind of, okay, here we go. It's and pretty well non-stop yeah. for the rest of the day. Exactly. Okay, do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Um, I don't think that entrepreneurs need to be weird or unique, but I, I definitely think that uh, they're wired differently. Um, I feel there's a drive to solve problems, 
to go out on your own, to be your own boss. Uh, that's not present in everyone. Um, there's also a risk acceptance that's definitely not in, doesn't exist in everyone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely something different about entrepreneurs. I agree with that. Okay. What books are you reading now and why are even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? I started listening to audiobooks a few months ago while driving and uh, before going to sleep. And I've been averaging about a book a month. Uh, I'm currently listening to Give and Take by Adam Grant, but I'm not really finding it terribly useful, to be honest, and I'm having trouble finishing it. Um, but two books that I recently found inspiring were um, one called Rework uh, by um, the founders of Basecamp. Uh, and that book shows that much of what you hear everywhere else about startups may not be as true as everyone thinks. Um, they take you through what they believe has been key to their success. And it's, it's really different from a lot of the other startup books that you, that you might read, uh, cause it throws a lot of ideas on their head. Yeah. I love that book. It was a great book. He also does some really good interviews. I've heard him on a few different podcasts, which are great. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the other book that, that really got me thinking was, um, Influence by Robert Cialdini. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I found that book, really gave you a good sense of how your customers think. And, and I, you know, I filed it under stuff not taught in my MBA program uh, because it, it was really something very different. Maybe with your background of marketing, you, you know, this stuff, but uh, it, uh, it really changed the way I thought about, about how the customer thinks and how to approach uh, marketing and, and, uh, and just how to how you treat the customer. Uh, it, it was a really inspiring book, and it gave me a lot of ideas of how I might uh, run my business. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is powering Canadian small businesses. Go to ebay.ca slash up and running to open your online shop. Okay, any online or offline tools that you like to use on a daily basis? Um, starting up my clinic and the new fitness program, PulseFitter X, um, I had so much going on at once and I needed a way to get it all out of my head, organized, prioritized. I tried about 15 different productivity tools. Um, I found Rike, uh, W-R-I-K-E, to be the most useful and intuitive. Um, this is where I literally keep everything that needs to be done. Um, it's intended to be shared amongst your team, although really I've just been using it for myself. Uh, my director of operations didn't seem to gravitate towards it, so we're working on other options right now. Um, my team uses G Suite to share and collaborate on documents, um, and uh, we're looking at a CRM uh, solution for PulseFitRx, um, and I'm deciding between Copper, which used to be called ProsperWorks, and Salesforce, and trying to figure out which one would be the best. I guess it just depends on, because uh, Salesforce is pretty robust sales uh, CRM. So yeah. uh, it, it tends to, I used it in the past and it, it's just for kind of big organizations, whereas there's a lot of different, but I guess it really, it's scalable, right? So you can. It is more scalable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Um, if I wasn't a physician, I'd definitely be an entrepreneur. Um, there's, there's definitely an entrepreneurial drive in my family. My 
father gave up architecture to become an entrepreneur. My brother gave up being a chiropractor to become an entrepreneur. Um, but uh, I definitely love being a cardiologist and will never give it up. Uh, but, you know, I found a way to do both. So there you go. I'm happy about that. Okay. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Um, I enjoy making a difference in people's lives uh, and I enjoy challenges. So anything that doesn't have an impact on other people's lives or tedious, repetitive work, that really wouldn't interest me. Uh, I had a job once where I shredded paper and that was awful. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't want to do that. I actually need to hire someone to scan paper, and, and I have PTSD from from that job where I where I shredded paper, and I just I, I feel like it's just wrong for me to hire someone to scan scan my documents. Okay, in business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? When I was first starting up the uh, the business. I saw something on LinkedIn, and I can't quite remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the effect that it doesn't make sense to hire chess players and treat them as checkers pieces. And I, I use that to hire my team. And you know, each person that I hired, I I thought of as this is someone who I am not. I am going to hire someone who can uh, take the role and 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 run with it on their own and do a fantastic job. Um, and I'm not looking for someone who I'm telling them what to do at every stage along the way. Um, and I found that really useful. Okay. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? It can't be done. Ah, yes. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to hear that. It's one of the an entrepreneurial kind of a one that no one likes to hear. I mean, it's a consistent one, you know what I mean? For yeah. many entrepreneurs. Yeah. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I think other people see me as driven. Um, I don't really feel that way. I feel like I'm just kind of going with the flow. I finish one element of my training and I say, what next? I built a busy cardiology practice and figured this was the next step that made the most sense. And then the other thing I would say is that I'm fairly laid back. It, it takes a lot to get me riled up about stuff. Which is a good trait to have. I mean, I, I think when you're running a businesses and you've got a lot of stuff going on, keeping a cool head on your shoulders is, has been probably something that's uh, been a positive for you, right? Yeah, so, it's been helpful. But yeah, there, 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 there is a breaking point. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Speaking of, what keeps you up at night, if anything? Uh, my to-do list. Yeah, it just uh, the, the, still in in the startup phase and uh, and there's just so much to be done, and I'm basically doing this on top of my regular full-time job, so it's uh, that really keeps me up at night. Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be a, a bucket list of any sort, whether you want to travel more, a TEDx talk, write some books, philanthropy, anything like that. Ideally, I'd like to work only during work hours. I, I, I want to exercise five days a week. And, uh, you know, I, I've set up a gym and, and it's funny because I, I haven't found time to exercise myself. And uh, I want a Porsche someday. Okay. So exercise, a Porsche. Yeah, and just working during work, hour, work hours. Just work hours. Oh, it, I see. It, so anything it, it, afterwards you want to say, okay, yeah, I'm done by I five. 
I want to have my evenings and weekends free of work where you can just put everything away and not think about it. That would be ideal. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC? Well, you know, I would flip that on its head and say, you know, there's so there's a big push in 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 books and literature suggesting that you must have a partner in a startup. And from my own experience, I'd suggest that uh, while there's many benefits to having a partner, I see a, a lot of drawbacks as well, and it's definitely not essential. I'd say don't be afraid to forge ahead and create your business on your own, but uh, to be sure to find advisors and people you trust to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, so mentors, things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so your recommendation? Or, uh, yeah, other entrepreneurs right. as, as well. But uh, I don't think it's necessary. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving the anti-advice. Okay, what about um, investors? How do you feel about that as opposed to a partner? Yeah, well, I haven't dealt with that myself, so I don't know if I can really comment on that. Okay. Okay. Well, Eli, we uh, as entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. And so this next question, uh, we are going to take you away from all that hectic lifestyle that uh, you're starting your business, your practice, and everything that uh, uh, takes uh, your time to do that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? I've been there and done that. Um, it was an island called Nanuya Lalai. Uh, about an hour boat ride from the mainland, and we lived on a hut on the beach. We were able to walk around the circumference of the island in about an hour. Um, I don't think there was a phone, um, but after one day, we asked family that lived on the islands if they can get word out to cancel the rest of our plans. Boats, accommodations, everything. We canceled it all and stayed uh, on the island for about two and a half weeks, the duration of our time in Fiji. And, uh, you know, it was it was the perfect amount of time. And that, that's, that's what I would do again. I would say two to three weeks on the islands and snorkel, make necklaces out of seashells and uh, read books and just relax. And it was the best vacation ever. So you could, you could handle being away from the online world. Uh, oh, yeah. Texas, emails, all that kind of stuff. Not a problem. For two to three weeks about that <laughs> okay Eli well uh, we're going to wrap things up how can our listeners get hold of you and is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today uh, anyone can go to fitrx.ca for more information uh, and to get in touch with us uh, we understand that significant lifestyle changes can be overwhelming exercise can be scary if you have a heart problem uh, or if you've never exercised before and we provide a caring safe supportive and fun environment uh, to help patients succeed. So if you or uh, your parents or uncles or aunts uh, have heart problems and want to change your lifestyle, change your quality, improve your quality of life, reclaim your health, uh, we are here for you. So fitrx.ca. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, I hope uh, our listeners uh, contact you and uh, at least, uh, you know, consult with you on their health conditions and things like that. And um, I'm sure you uh, are a business that is very much in demand, especially in today's hectic lifestyles and entrepreneurs are busy people. And uh, I'm sure that uh, it'll be something that uh, people can benefit from. So I encourage them to give you a call and uh, at least connect. Well, uh, Dr. Eli, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Great. Okay. We'll see you next time. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and have recently launched their up-and-running program to meet an urgent need to get business online today. New business sellers can get a free e-commerce store for 90 days when they visit ebay.ca slash up and running. Access eBay's 170 plus million buyers around the world. With eBay Canada, you can stay local, sell global, and power up. That's ebay.ca slash up and running. Offer is open until August the 22nd.